Yeah, so we just need to start whenever. Pull my arms. What? Pull my arms. Pull your arms? Yeah. I need to stretch my back. I'll do. I'll do. Really? Yeah. Do you want me to let go now? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. I can feel this. No, it's fine. You sure? Yeah. I can, I can record like this if I, you want. I fucking hate you. Could you just let go of my arms? Are you, are you kind of immobile now? A little bit. Yeah. I can't feel my arms anymore. Oh, good. Awesome. You don't need them. I do. No, you don't. I need them to be arms internet over, humorous. Arms are overrated. Uh, you just need your voice for this strange arm. Throwing against the wall. It's not. It's not permanent non-poop talk. It's just that. Oh, I am allowed to talk about poop. No, but it's like let's call it a, like two or three episode embargo on your um, poop. On poop. Okay. Poop, a poop embargo. A poop embargo. A poop embargo. Yes. Okay. So poop embargo. Sad thing is, we just started talking about poop. <laughs> we started talking about poop without talking about poop. Almost immediately after we started the the episode, and we said we weren't going to talk about poop, and then we started talking. Then about we poop. immediately started talking. Yeah. It, it's. Not, All of this podcast. Let's not talk, let's not talk about poop. Um, so as you might notice, the the audio sounds a little bit different this week because yeah. we're actually both in the same we're room. In the same room. I can lean over and I can yeah, touch. Yeah, like this. Like ah, oh, I go. can touch him. Yes, and um, I can throw this at him if I wanted to. Throw things and kick each other and do whatever it is. Yeah, so we're both visiting family home. Yes. So we're both in the same room and we thought we'd better record a podcast. And all the, also the first podcast we've actually recorded on a Sunday. Yeah, that's true. It's the first um, podcast recorded on the day that it's supposed to go out, although this probably won't go out on the Sunday. I doubt this will go out on Sunday because yeah. I have to go up and back home and edit this, which will be a nightmare. Mm. So yes, games. Games, what, video what games. Have you, what have you been playing? Well, let's see. Things that aren't League of Legends yes, or Dota. Yes, things that aren't the usual Callum specials. Okay. Callum. Actually, no, before we go on to that, can, oh, we, God, can, we, talk about, can we slightly talk about your Dota betting habit? No. <laughs> No, I think we should because uh, I didn't know this was a thing yeah, until Okay, fine. Okay, so there's right now, as we speak going on, there is the big Dota tournament called the International mm. which is the biggest Dota tournament in the world every year. There's currently, I think so it's... Did this run for Dota 1 as well? I don't actually know. Okay. But there's been three internationals for Dota 2 so far. Okay. And um, winning team gets I think it's something like 1.6 million dollars or something like that really? yeah Jesus it was oh got, this was the whole idea behind the do you know about the compendium no it was a, oh were, this is, is this the in game item thing yeah, yeah. see but it was an in game book that was supposed to tell you about the international and all the teams and all that sort of stuff but the money part of the money that you spent on it was going towards the prize pool oh went to the fund yeah cool. and it, it ended up earning something like 2.4 million dollars which is split across oh, the nice. prize pool okay. so going on right now is the international uh, I think it's the preliminaries right now but there is a website called Dota Lounge Dota 2 Lounge where you can bet your items that you earn in Dota 2 on matches these are the items you get of random drops yeah you get either random drops or crests right, okay. you can bet on commons uncommons and rares on the outcome of matches okay. and depending on what happens you can earn more items off of it sure so are you doing this mainly for the actual items themselves or for the it's fun it's oh really do. Okay. yeah sure 
It's something that I, I only I only buy items that I really don't care about for like heroes that I never play. So you haven't, you haven't gone like full on like better rear on this thing because it might come back super. So wait, how do they do? Like, does each one have like um? Is it just like you bet one item for a match? No, you can bet as many items as you want. So how does it? So how do you get a return? So like, if you put in three items, so it's ba- it's based on the rarity of the item and the odds of the favor of the match. Mm. So it's like you you get better odds if you bet a rare item than an uncommon sure. an uncommon over a common but what do you actually get back items but the items other people have bet yeah so, so like for, the, for example the first match that I bet on was IG versus Rattlesnake mm-hmm. I went for IG because they were the returning champions they were obviously going to win okay I bet a rare and two uncommons mm-hmm. my return on that if they won was going to be one rare and two uncommons because that's just how the odds work. Oh, worked. okay, got you. So that, but the rare and the two uncommons that I got were based on people who voted for Rattlesnake. Right. So I stole their items. Oh, so it actually did. Yeah, it does work. It from pretty much. Uh, so I get my items back and I get three items from the idiots that bet on Rattlesnake. Sure. Because they thought there was going to be some massive turnaround. But so, yeah. see, that's how it worked. Because in case they'd come out with a landslide victory, unless they, they pull have... it out, but Rattlesnake were the wild card entry, so they probably weren't going to beat the returning champion. Sure. But were Rattlesnake not doing all right? Yeah, they're fine. They were doing alright. Okay. I bet on them once. Okay. And they won, which was pretty good. Fair enough. So what 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 have you how much have you won so far? Uh so far I think I've won how much have I won? I've won about three rares and about four uncommons. Yeah. And I've lost about two rares, I think. I can't remember. Okay. But I, I only ever bet items on heroes that I never play. Sure. Because I don't need them. Wait, oh because oh, items are, are items tied to specific heroes? Yeah. Ah. It's cosmetic items for specific oh, sure. heroes. Oh, because everything's cosmetic, there's mm-hmm. no actual... Uh, there's no like sure. beneficial items, it's sure. just cosmetic. But I only bet the items that I never use. Sure. Thanks, well. But you can't bet like mythics or anything like that for some reason. Okay, well, because can you imagine the furor, like if somebody lost a mythic? Well, yeah, but people are already upset when you lose rares and stuff like well, that. yeah, but... but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they will at some point. Maybe the finals. Maybe you can bet mythics in the finals. I'm, pl- I'm planning to go all out in the finals and just take all the stuff that I've won over mm-hmm. the the international. Just bet it all on the finals and see what just happens. Go all in. Just gonna go all in. Just for so when, when's the final? Not actually sure. I think at some point towards either the middle or the end of August. Oh, it's not just like a weekend. No, no, no. no. Uh, this is just the preliminaries. This isn't actually the international. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. The international is like an event with a crowd. I was going to say, is that actually in the yeah, live? It's, do you know where? Do you know where it is? Uh, no. I don't. I did at one point, but I can't remember. Right. But is it, is it in the US? It's not yeah, in, in the okay. US. Fair enough. But there's a crowd and stuff like that. So what else? Uh, what have I been playing? Play more of Assassin's Creed. Three? Yeah. How do you find it? It's a real slow roll. Still. But you must be... How many hours into it now? 16? And it's still slow? Still real slow roll. At what point do you just go, this isn't slow, this is just... Bad. I don't. Is... I don't know. This is the thing because there, there's still something that I think the game's not telling me. It, well, like I've even got to the point where he's like an assassin and he's got the robes and everything like that. Sure. But I, I just don't know. I, don't, I It just seems really slow to me. I don't know why. Fair enough. It just seems like a real slow. Naval battles though are really awesome. The naval battles are the bits. The naval battles are really cool. Okay. I quite enjoy the naval how, battles. I mean, which makes me excited for Assassin's Creed Four, which is a pirate game. All naval battles. Yeah. yeah. So be but I mean, how how well does it control? Because a boat seems to be this massive lunging, lungering, uh, it's lungering, lungering is not even a word. What do I mean? Lungering, lumbering, lumbering, lumbering is the word. Yeah. For. it's it behaves like a video game boat in that if you go full sail, you go forward really quickly, but you can't steer, and if you go half sail, you can steer really well, but you can't can go you, forwards. Can you uh, power slide? Like uh, Mario Kart no, style? no, no. But there is a there is a term for power sliding in a boat from the pirate days. What's it called? Club hauling. Club hall? How does that work? Uh, so you're you're getting chased 
by you're a pirate. Is this the thing where they drop the anchor? Yes. Yeah, you're, 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 you're a pirate and you're getting chased by a privateer or whatever. So you duck into the reefs mm. where it's slightly shallower and you drop anchor and let go of the wheel, yeah. hoping that the anchor grabs onto something and pulls the ship round. Yeah. So you basically either turn into the complete opposite direction or get into a position where you can broadside the other guy and kill him. Sure. It's pretty cool. And then you just pull the anchor out. You pull the anchor out and sail away. See, that's but it does, it does massive damage to your hull, though. Like, oh, really? It wrecks your hull. Well, yeah, you're pulling on the sure. hull. But you can do that in ACP? Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, you just go half sail and you turn pretty quickly. It's video game logic. Okay. It's not. But how do... I mean, I'm assuming you still have, like, right stick cam- camera control to see, like, the sides so you can line up well, shots. You, well, the, well, you've got, like, normal control of, like, you're facing the bow when you're sailing so you see straight in front of you. Mm. And then when you're... When you call to fire, it swings round, right. and you get like a. It's actually quite a cool UI where it's got like a, a wide, white bar mm. that shows like the range and the width of how your cannons fire. Okay. So you actually can line it up quite okay. well. It's really easy to use and it's quite fun. Sure. I suppose it's the advantage of having the the animus as a plot device is that they can just layer this UI. Yeah, on and just and get computer UI. Sure. It's pretty good. It's the whole magic or part of the technology or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, but it's yeah, it's pretty good. But I don't know. It just seems really slow. Sure. I'm not sure how much time I'm going to put into it. But for AC3, I mean, obviously don't tell us the entire story, but you you don't start off as an assassin. Like no. You start off as a dude. You start off as the father of the main character. But father of the dude. Father then, of the dude. And then you, you go from father of the dude to dude as a kid, to dude as a teenager. Sure. To dude as an older teenager, to dude as an assassin. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's real slow roll. So he doesn't have, like, wrist blades when he's a kid? Mm-mm. He's not jumping on, like... He's got he's got a stone tomahawk. Really? Yeah. When he's ah. a kid, he's got like a sharp stone tomahawk that he uses to kill deer. Nice. But he he does. It's really weird because they don't want to do uh, custom animations and stuff like that. When you still kill someone, he he kills them like he's got a wrist blade, so like jams their palm into their head. So it just looks like all he's done is just hit them with his palm really hard and they're dead. Oh, so this is the same animation you yeah. use for a wrist blade kill. Yeah. That seems. Weird. If you, don't, if you don't have the tomahawk equipped, if you don't have the tomahawk equipped, you like clubs him to death with the tomahawk. At Tomahawk's least, at least close his fist or something. No, he like, just does that. <laughs> he just hits them with the palm of his hand. It's weird. really strange. Weird. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, but you're still going. Like mm, it's still. I've not given up on it yet, but I might do. Because the average AC game's like thirty hours, 30 hours. gameplay or something like that. So yeah, you're halfway there. I just hope it gets more interesting. It's still it's an interesting story and stuff like that. It's just a really slow game, and I don't know why. Sure. How's the... I'm going to ask, because a lot of the reviews I was reading talks about the forest traversal traversal being kind of pretty easy. Like, it's not... Yeah, they've they've, they've simplified the, like, free running in general. Oh, you said you don't have to hold in a button? You don't... Instead of having to do, like, the, the whole, like, run and high profile thing, yeah. you just kind of run and okay. he does it. But, like, because the trees are, I mean, naturally quite organic, mm. so... You just kind of point. I love when things are organic. Yeah, no. it's weird. The, you just kind of point in the general direction you need to go, and then he just goes. You point, yeah, you point, you point roughly where you need to go, and he like swings on branches and jumps through the bark. See, and that's pretty cool. It, it's a really cool thing. Sure, but the rest of the game, I don't know. It's pretty slow. Fair enough. Um, I, I'll, I'll pick it up at some point. I'm sure. I like. I need to play it. So, or I might just skip and wait till four. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm really. I'm interested to see what AC will look like on next gen. Oh yeah, I think I think it'll look really good because I haven't seen it. It still looks good, Aye. but it's it'll probably look really good on next gen. Of course, played a little bit more 
Project Cross Zone. Mm-hmm. They're still introducing characters into it. Well, Capcom's got a lot. So from. many though. There's like rid- a ridiculous number of people where like, in in earlier in the game where you would get like you would get introduced to a character and then two other like pairs of people would turn mm-hmm. up. Now it's like you get introduced to a character and then the army turns up of like twenty pairs of characters all turn up in one room. Nice. And it's it's ah, uh, it's still really dumb. Sure, but, but that's what you wanted it for. Yeah, yeah. is what I wanted it for. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think what else have I done. Uh, what I wanted to talk about was for the past few weeks I at the weekends have been dabbling in the beta for Final Fantasy XIV oh, you actually a Realm that? Reborn yeah I'm in okay. the beta right now so how what, how are you finding that it's not played... it's not a horrific piece of trash like fourteen was. So you've played a bunch of MMOs before. Yeah. So you were into Guild Wars, you yep. were into Majorly into Guild Wars original, played a little bit of WoW, Dead Guild Wars 2. I've played a I played a little bit of RF Online. Which one? RF Online. I don't even know what that the is. The most Korean RPG you'll ever play. Sure. Um I've done a whole bunch of stuff, yeah. Sure. I played a fair bit. I played a little this bit. Is, of, I played a little bit of fourteen as well. But this is not I played your, eleven, and I thought that was the worst thing I've ever played. But this is not your first MMO. No, 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 no. not at all. Okay, but so. it's it's not a broken, horrible mess like fourteen was, okay. which is fine. So they they have genuinely fixed it. They've genuinely made it a playable, okay, workable MMO. Um, it it looks really nice. Like right. it's quite a pretty game, like because of. Because it's Final Fantasy, the style's quite cool and it's got crystals everywhere, so it's all shiny sure. and all that sort of stuff. But it's really nice. Um, it's very much an MMO. Right. Of like, go here, kill these things. Fetch quests. Yeah. Go get sure. me 10 beaks, all that sort of stuff. Beaks? Yeah. Beaks of what? Like, chocobos? M- moas or whatever. Okay. You do use chocobos though. Sure. As long as, as long as you're not killing chocobos, I'm not down for a game where you Yeah, I, of course they wouldn't let you kill chocobos. You can raid chocobos, but they wouldn't let you kill chocobos. They've got it's, it's really cool as well where it's like a lot of the a lot of the stuff just plays so much in a fan service. Really? Where through the entirety of setting up and character creation, they've got the prelude music and everything oh, sure. like just playing on a loop. Sure. Constantly. They've got their own interpretation of a Chocobo theme every single time you ride a Chocobo, which is the fast travel system, so it happens quite a lot. The Chocobos are the fast travel? Oh, yeah, cool. they are the okay. fast travel system. Um, and, yeah, there's just a bunch of, like, musical cues and stuff like that that just are supposed to hit you of, like, hey, do you remember Final Fantasy, the thing, guys, right? Oh, okay, right. Final Fantasy. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of mention of Phoenix Downs and sure. High Ethers and all that sort of thing. But the, but the the style of it is very much kind of Crystal Chronicles, right? It's um, that kind of slightly high fantasy... Yeah, pretty much, but it's not... Everyone's not a chibi like they were in Crystal Chronicles. Sorry, no, I don't mean Crystal Chronicles. I mean um, the Crystal... The, was, that, was that kind of... Was there not, like, a saga of, like, four or five Crystal games that they did which all looked kind of the same? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm... Basically, every Final Fantasy since... It looks it it looks like twelve. If you took twelve and made it high fantasy right. more yeah, instead thinking. of like steampunk, which is why I really don't. I haven't really liked the style of the Final Fantasy games since twelve mm-hmm. because at so least I mean seven and eight were PlayStation one games, right? But they still had that they had their own style, like they looked different. Yeah. And then basically everything from twelve forward just kind of looks the same. Like it's all the kind of same designs and yeah, things it does like that. a little bit. Thirteen added mechanics onto it, but it still looked like the same. Yeah, didn't like it. So yet. right, so it's it's very much an MMO where you'll have to probably go fetch stuff and all that sort of things. Sure. But what's interesting about it is 
there's the, the, you've got the Final Fantasy job system yep. where you're you're leveling a variety of jobs on one character to then progress them. Like for example, I wanted to make a dragoon because I wanted to be Cecil from Four. Sure. With the whole, you know what a dragoon looks yeah, like yeah, in Final yeah. Fantasy of the black armor and the big spear and all sure. that sort of stuff. And the, the game does this really good thing of the first cutscene you get in the game is like a a dream like a dream other realm sequence where you're talking to I think it's a god I can't remember but you see your character at max level with full armor like full oh, gear okay. so like this is what you're gonna look like oh that's pretty and you good. look fucking awesome and you're like I want that and it's sure. like well I have 140 hours of grinding that's pretty good I so like it's that idea. a smart idea yeah um, so I wanted that so I was like okay so how do you go about doing that so obviously I thought well you want to pick as one of your starting you want to pick Lancer as your starting job because then you use Spears sure because that'll naturally morph into Dragoon but turns out you've got to do you've got to get to a certain rank of Lancer and then a certain rank of another job called Pugilist right which is like fist fighting okay that then morphs into the job so there's what is it there's, right. there's classes which are things like Lancer and Pugilist and all right. that sort of stuff and then there's jobs which are things like Dragoon and Summoner and all that sort of thing so what's the, what's the differentiator between but I think that, I'm not exactly sure but I think the differentiator is classes define like specific actions and stats and all that sort of stuff that you can do in battle sure Dragoons are like really specific stuff that you can do okay. whereas a Lancer has got like a specific set of skills that he has and so there's a pugilist so how do you how do you multi-class like so you go it's, it's really easy actually where um, the class that you are at the time is based on the the weapon you're using oh so okay you, and it's, it's another really cool system it's got where you can have multiple armour and weapon sets so you can hit one button and you go into like your archer set or your pugilist set sure. or whatever and you start like and the, each class levels independently sure so but I was like looking and talking to people online and stuff like that of like if you want to make a Dragoon how'd you go about doing it and they said well go with a Lancer you probably want this skill from Archer and this skill from White Mage and then go Pugilist right I was like okay and then so it's this really weird cacophony of like you're levelling up about three different classes all at once sure. to get specific skills that are useful for and in order to learn those three skills you've got to continually switch your weapon sets and yeah so like I wanted to learn there was a skill that Archer's had that increases your attack damage by 15 for 30 seconds and I thought that's just good for anyone who hits things sure so you level up an archer to level 4 get that skill stop leveling an archer go back to your lancer sure. level him up again blah blah so it's a really cool kind of system of like dynamics between jobs and all that sort of stuff and being able to swap them on the fly and whatever so it's a, it's a really cool system I quite enjoy the job mm. system the other system that's really good is every class has got a unique mechanic for combat okay. so instead of you just mashing buttons like you do in other MMOs um, lancer mechanic is like the his moves are chain comboed. Okay. So it's like one move will chain into another, will chain into another, and the animation becomes really fluid of like he stabs and then swings round and all that okay. sort of stuff. So that's really, it's, that's base level anyway. But is the attack still like just hockey? Yeah, it's still one, two, three, four. But you're, but you, by, by doing a chain, you're like build it, building up to a finish which will then do more damage depending on how long the chain was before it and all that and sort of stuff. And is it all just timing? Yeah, it's timing based. And um, I don't—I can't remember what the unique thing for archers is. I don't think I leveled it enough to hit it. But the one that really interested me was my friend is leveling up a black mage because hmm. uh, he wants to be VV. Sure. And uh, their mechanic is based on attunements to different elements. So you've got like the fire, ice, earth, all sure. that sort of stuff. As you continually use one spell of one element, like fire, the mana costs for the spells start going up. 
but the damage goes up as well. Okay. So you're getting more and more attuned to fire, so you're doing more damage, but it costs more to do it. So you you're but and there are spells which like swap swap attunements between different elements. So he was telling me about stuff you can set up where you like barrage them with ice because that's got a lot of CC effects to it, so it it gets the enemy to a point where they're CC'd completely to hell and mm-hmm. your attunement for ice is way high. Then you swap your attunement to fire and cast some huge fireball and kill them instantly. So you've got multiple bars that you're you. like okay. checking and swapping and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So it seems like they've got a good idea of how to make something slightly different. In oh, combat, sure, yeah, yeah. Which it's, is really interesting. Yeah, it seems like they're. It's something that I'm willing to put money down for a disc and try for a month. Mm. It's not. I'm not that. Oh, wait, I'll is it paid to buy the client? Well, you'll buy a disc. But you can't download the client? Well, yeah, but you then pay for... But it's not like a free client and then you just pay a, pay a subscription? Yeah, but the money works at the same. So it's... Oh, okay. Like, you're pay, you're basically paying for, your first for the month. disc and you're paying for a month. Right, it's, fair okay, fair enough. But it's fairly interesting. I, I mean, I'm never... I'm not a big MMO person, but I yeah, do I like know. hearing about MMOs that are at least trying something different. Yeah, they, some, seem, they seem to be doing. Even something. if it's still fetch quests and grinding, like mm. at least they're trying something different with combat, which it is always the cool. bit I don't. I'm interested really in it, like. and it's not a horrible broken mess like 14 was, which sure. is fine. Sure. And it's not 11 because that was terrible. Yeah, well, I, I I knew a lot of people that were. Really there are a lot of people who got into it, but I just couldn't. Fair enough. Um, anything else I've been doing? I can't think of anything else that I've been doing. Really? Mm. I've probably been doing something, but I can't remember. Fair enough. Oh no, I remember what I was doing now. Okay, I started my. Um, Conquest of Feudal Japan online with one of my Oh mates. yeah, you started playing Shogun. Yeah, Shogun. So I actually started my Shogun 2 multiplayer online so how, campaign. How, so how does that work? It's really interesting actually. Like They've actually got their shit together and thought of a really cool system of okay. like it's exactly like a game of Shogun. Everyone takes their turns individually. Sure. You don't all do it at the same time so that would be stupid. But perfectly normal campaign of Shogun right until either you or the person you're playing with fight someone. Right. So like my friend was attacking someone else that was a CPU control thing. But every single thing he attacked, the game gave me an option of being able to take over the enemy army and well, fight can, him. You can control the CPU yeah. army. So, oh, okay. so, so even if it's not your turn, you're still getting combat to do and sure. stuff to do and all that stuff. So, so you can choose to inhabit it or you can do auto resolve or whatever. So what happens, I mean, if you take over the CPU army and you win, like, yeah. do you get a kickback from it or something? I don't actually know. Okay. We've, I've, I, he's only we only ever did it. Um, we've not we've not we've not got to a point in the campaign where there's like some big battle. Right. So we just kind of either auto resolve it or we do it for fun. And like the, the the one that I did was he had some big army and I had like a cavalry and some archers. So he sure. just decimated me. So I don't know what happens if you win. I guess you just screw over the other guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I would assume that if does he know that the yeah. So it comes up with. Um, he he attacks someone and then he chooses to either fight them, auto resolve them, or run away. What he when he chooses to do that, you then get the pop up as the other player saying, "This person's fighting this. They want to auto resolve. What do you want to sure. do?" But their I think their vote is like uh, higher than yours. So if they choose to auto resolve, you choose to fight. It auto resolves. Oh sure, but do so they, it, but do they know like when they if they start a battle with a, a CPU controlled faction, do they know that a person has taken over that faction to play as? Uh, yeah, they will. I'm assuming they uh, will. Uh, when it comes up with the the like fight thing, I'll put my name over the army. Sure, but I but there's no there is no uh, fault for me for doing it. Like if I lose, I don't get any because sure. it's not my 
campaign or whatever. So they, it's, it's a really cool idea. It, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it, a, it's a cool idea to not like, to like break the monotony of if this guy's having some big war and all I'm doing is sitting back sit farming. There. I get to at least do something. So if you've got like three or four people in the game and there's a fight going on, can you spectate? You can only have two. Oh really? Which is unfortunate. Yeah. I was gonna, well, I suppose it's the best way to. Yeah, you to can only have that. you and one other person on an online campaign. Okay, fair enough. But it's yeah, it's a really cool. So system. While, while the other guy's taking his turn, are you watching his turn? Uh, while the other guy's taking his turn, you can do you can set things to build, and you can check your finances and all that sort of stuff. The only thing you can't do is move units. Right. But you can move units on your turn. Well, I mean, that's I think that's probably the, the smallest subset of things you could possibly do. Yeah. You can do you can do everything turn. bar moving your army, sure. which is fair enough yeah. but it's yeah it's a really cool system we're going to go back to it how many hours into it have you I think spent? we've done four so far okay and none of us have had any sort of major battles or well I mean the battles don't start for a good while in that not game. the big ones no yeah but it's yeah my, my plan of slowly taking over the western island and then just start with is starting to work oh really slightly because I went I went in the wrong direction of I had two citadels I could either go right or I could go left the guy on my right was quite happy with me and was trading, so I was like, okay, I'll go left. But I went left, and it turns out the people left only have one province, but their army's fucking huge. Right. So I just kept attacking them and wearing their army down, and then eventually I came up with another huge army, and they were like, ah, don't kill us. And then so I made them a vassal, which is basically like, yeah, yeah. I can tell them to do stuff. So now I think my, my strategy is then turn to the guys to my right and make my vassal attack them. Uh. Like, Take that over for me. And then they just go in their weird army. But it's, uh, I mean, since he's your vassal, will that not affect your relationship? I with assume he'll, pe- he'll be pissed off with me. In which case, he'll have two huge armies to fight. But is it not? Is it not? A, is it not more valuable to have him as a trading partner as opposed to? Not when I could just take over his stuff and earn the money off of his land. That is a good point. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. You know, this was the thing of like me on voice chat talking to my friend who's on, on the mainland fighting some big army on three fronts or whatever. And I'm like. I don't, I don't know what I should do where like I want to kill my trade partner but then he's my trade partner and stuff like that and he just went I think you should probably just kill him I'm like yeah I probably will so I just put all my big armies on the borders and now I'm just waiting until the next time sure. you play to move them all in of course but yeah it seems pretty it's a cool system okay. I quite like it okay so what have you been doing uh, yeah so I went on a kind of indie binge kind of yeah. recently um, so the second episode of Kentucky Route Zero came out I need to play that yeah, yeah. you do so I played the first I played most of the first act um, and then finished it when the second one came out so the first act is very much a kind of so you start the game as a guy with a who drives in, driving a antique shop van a what? It's a, he does deliveries for an antique shop oh okay sure so his van appears with him it's he, not like a travelling antique shop no 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 okay. he's, it's a, he's doing a delivery for an antique shop right. for his van um, and he's got his dog and he turns up and they and it start like so you go in and the more you see around this kind of area like these people are a bit weird and a yeah. bit freaky and it's like you're expected to go all kind of bizarre at some point but everything's still very kind of you're walking around normal places there's the people in it are slightly off kilter and, okay. s- and sometimes you'll go into like a dream state and then you'll come back again and sounds like Twin Peaks eh, kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a very Twin Peaks like just where the, the the situation everything around the people are completely normal but the yeah, people, the people are, the are weird, really weird yeah. so I was wondering how they would do the second episode um, so the whole point of the story is that you're, you're you you have an address right Dogwood Drive you've got to go to this place on Dogwood Drive yeah. for your delivery 
And everyone you ask about how to get to Dogwood Drive said you have to go onto the zero, which is the, con- the Kentucky, Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah. So everyone says you have to take the zero. So by the end of the first act, you get to the zero. And for the second act, I was like, how are they going to do this? Because you're leaving this kind of small area. So like, yeah. how do they keep the, the same tone or whatever it was? Yeah. Instead, what they do is they go completely off the deep end, and everything from then on is completely insane. Fantastic. Everything's abstract and weird, and that sounds pretty good. So the start of—I mean, I'm not going to tell you what yeah. happens—but the start start of second act, you're um, at the front of like an administrative building. Okay. Um, and you go into the lift to the administrative building, and you walk into the lift, and you, you activate the button, and it says floor one, administration, floor two clerical work floor 3 bears floor 4 storage I'm like oh great what bear floor so you, I was like what the heck how, what so yeah. how, naturally for, for bears bears yeah. right floor 3 bears and you go up there's this bears at this conference table like with a projector and a slideshow going that's pretty good and you go up the stairs and all the bears just turn and look at you but, and you can't interact with them you can't say it they just, they just at look you. at you until you get back in the lift and go away again that's pretty good it's so bizarre that it's sounds so alright um, I was I was interested in that game because it seemed like quite good writing and funny yeah and I mean it's, it, there's some it's pretty funny yeah. the, the situations and I don't know where they're going to take it I, I really don't know where it's going to go from here mm. um, and the yeah I just I, just, I have no idea where it's going to go but by the end of it I'm not going to spoil the end of it because it's great yeah. but the end of it is just you Crazy. think it can't go any weirder and then suddenly okay. it goes super weird that sounds like my kind of game and it. visually it's amazing like visually yeah the style was really cool visually it? it just even gets better as well oh, like good. when it starts raining like it just gets even better good. and there's good, good. really good camera like play and stuff it's great so they said the next couple of episodes of it are not coming out until 2014 okay. I think sure. so there's five episodes for two in and it's well worth picking up right. and it's on Steam now as well yeah so I saw it was on Steam um, so I did that which is great and I finally got around to playing To the Moon oh yeah I've heard good things about that because I picked it up I can't. I don't even remember where I got it I think I might have got it in a, in a Steam sale last year like a maybe. humble bundle or something yeah. yeah but it had been sitting in my Steam account for ages um, and I wanted someone to play my laptop so I, I started playing that the game is brilliant really? The game is really good okay I've almost burst into tears twice oh god and I'm not even finished yet like it's okay so the whole story is you got to get to the moon so, well kind of okay. basically you turn up this kind of house in the middle of a forest kind of on a cliff edge right next to a lighthouse it's this kind of big big house big mansion house um, as two doctors like they refer to each other as doctor something and doctor okay. something um, and you turn up and you go woman welcomes you in and you get introduced to the kids and you go upstairs and there's a guy unconscious in a bed with an IV next to him okay and what your job is as doctors is to... It kind of goes all inception very quickly where you basically... You go into his memories and manipulate his early memories so that his memories... So that you try and manipulate his early memories so it'll influence them to do something that they've always wanted to do. Right. So okay. when, you, when you go into the first level... Of, you go into his brain, basically. Right. You go into his memories and you meet him as an old man. Right. Right. And he says, so... You sign, and it's a program you sign up for before you die. Okay. So you say, when I die, I want you to do this, and here's what I want. And it he seems said, like remember me. Kind of. A little yeah. bit memory weirdness. Um, so he goes in, and he, they meet the old guy, and they say, we're here from this company. What is your final wish? Yeah. Whatever it is. And he says, I want to go to the moon. 
Oh, okay. And they say, okay, so we have enough information to work on. Why do you want to go to the moon? And he says, I don't know. I just know I want to go to the moon. Okay, sure. So in order to be able to do that, so in order to be able to get him to the moon, they need to go through his earlier stages of life and plant ideas early enough where, to get where to the moon. by the time he gets to back to his old stage, he will have got to the moon. That's pretty so good. for instance, like if you wanted to become a golf superstar, you would go back as a kid and introduce them to golf at an early age so they become good and then eventually they'll become a... That's pretty cool. That's a good idea. It's a great, sto- it's yeah. a great idea. Con- uh, conceptually, it's a great idea for a story. Um, but it goes dark. Well, not dark. It goes really weird places really quickly. Does it go like beginning of up? Kinda. Yeah. yeah. Like it, there's a lot of that. Like you meet when you meet his wife and you see happy boy. Oh God, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like you meet you meet his wife and kids and their relationship and how they got together and weird. Yeah, yeah, it's just really good and the music's brilliant as well. Okay. Like the music's done by can't remember the that guy's was, name. Game came out last year, right? A couple of years ago. Yeah. Um. So that's the thing. Also, it looks like an old SNES Final Fantasy game. Oh, okay. Like it's sure. all 2D sprite and the same kind of um, animation and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's really good. Sure. I'm not finished it yet. I'm almost. I was trying to finish it before I came here, but I'm not quite there yet. Okay. Because um, I thought I was almost done, and then it went 90 degrees, and it's taken another turn in it. All right. But I'm really interested to see where it goes. I want to see what it, what it, it does. It sounds pretty interesting. It's I, didn't, I didn't actually know that that's what that game was about. Yes, that's what it's about. It's, it's okay. very, again very high concept game, but it seems cool. It's it's very good. That was kind of all I'd really played. I think I played. Do you know what we forgot to talk about? What do we forget? To we talk both about? took part in the Just Cause Two multiplayer. Beta. So I was waiting for yeah. this. So we played the beta. The beta weekend for the Just Cause Two multiplayer mod. Mod, yeah. yeah. So Just Cause Two had no multiplayer when it shipped, and this bunch of still it, quite a fun game. Oh yeah, yeah, but this bunch of insane people have added multiplayer. Let's give a thousand or five thousand people the ability to play yeah, all at so once. I think when we were on the server, there were about two thousand people. Was it two thousand people were on the server at yeah. once, and it was one instance of the world with two thousand people in it. Yes, that shit was mental. It's mental and it's hilarious fun. It's some of the best multiplayer I think I've played it's, in a while. Oh god, it's so, so we dumb. spent the first half. We spent for about an hour where we finally got around to meeting each other because you like you can spawn in and there are TP locations to spawn to but you spawn in and then like either someone kills you or you find something interesting yeah. and you spawn else blah 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 so we spent the first half hour escaping the spawn location escaping, escaping the airport where we spawned sure because there were people in cars and people in planes and people in military choppers and it's just chaos yep and then we found the plane and got away which is pretty good and we discovered that if you're on a plane and the other guy's on top of it and uh, stunt jump so, so and that, you roll the plane more than 90 degrees the other guy just falls off yeah so that's the other thing like all of the vehicle like the stunt position stuff still all works yeah it's still all there and you still get your grappling hook and your parachute and all that sort of stuff Chew. and yes. it's all very very it, yeah it just gets ridiculous very quickly so, so we started off trying to escape the airport yeah. and then we became pirates we escaped the airport <laughs> and I crashed the plane yes in a military base pretty spectacularly pretty spectacularly into a military base and then we found ourselves on the coast with a very fast boat yep so we decided that, well what initially happened was we were on a very fast boat and I was we were driving along the ocean and then some guy pulled up along beside us and I wasn't going to do anything but you I, I thought 
like one of the best. I don't know if you just wanted to see if it would work. I like this. initially. I just wanted to see if I could do it. Yeah. So I basically just jumped from my boat onto his boat onto the front of the boat. Yep. And shot him in the face yes. multiple times to see if I could steal his boat through the carpet. But people seem to have gotten savvy to this because every single time that you jumped onto the roof of a boat, which we did for about an hour, we became pirates yeah, easily for easily. about an hour, which was hilarious. Yeah. But people got wise to it where you would jump on their boat and then activate the newly implemented boost function. For every single vehicle. So I think I read that it like it multiplies the top speed of your vehicle by about five. Something like that, yeah. Like it's huge. So all they would do was wait until you jumped on them, activate the boost thing, and then just like ram into the side of a mountain or like jump over go over a but jump it, or something like, like that, and you would just fall off. So the boost stuff's newly implemented and it's really buggy kind of right now. It's hilarious. So, but what happens is when you hit a certain speed, like the physics just completely explodes and yep. you just disappear off the top yeah. of the, the boat. It was so great. one way of getting them out. So he just he, they just powered through, and then you did things like you could you could boost to such a degree where you could jump in a boat. You could jump over an entire island. Yeah, it's all got that was hilarious. Great. That was so much fun. And then we did so then a bunch the, of races. Yeah, so the, it's got a built-in race system, yeah. which is quite good. Which is where it, so, just, it just comes up while you're running around the world with a message that says this race is about to start. Type in slash race to join it, and that's yeah. that was it. So you type in slash race, and eventually you have like. 20 or 30 people in yeah, a race. Yeah, you just spawn into a race. Get spawned with vehicles and then you just go. Yeah. So we did a race in limousines. Around the airport. We did a race in buses. Across the desert. Yeah. Yeah, that was really dumb. And... What was it? It's a, bu- a bunch of people in buses that can go above about 40 miles an hour trying to overtake one another in a and desert. Co- and couldn't climb hills at any decent speed. Yeah, no one could. Everyone got to about 30 miles an hour and just slowly yeah. going up a hill was, which when you're trying to overtake someone at that speed that's is ridiculous amazing. yeah um, there was one of the sports cars where the sports cars are even more squirrely than so I've ever been that you couldn't turn yeah doing like complete 360 and then oh, yeah it was it hilarious was but it's so much fun ah it's great yeah it's so, fantastic so, so if people are wanting to get into it the way it's working at the minute like it's still in beta where they will announce I think it's was it jc2mp.com or something yeah, like that yeah jc2-mp.org yeah. or something so like basically that. what happens is they work on it and then they announce a beta weekend yeah they say we're running this for 48 hours yeah so they spill up servers for 48 hours and that's the only time you can play it, play it for a weekend yeah and then they take it down and update the client and repeatedly do that. But they, they, they seem to be pretty regular. Yeah, it seems to be re- pretty regular and they've got it to the point where it's pretty stable as well. Yeah. Like, it was crashing for the first couple of times, but then it was fine. Yeah, but that's, so, almost cause, that's also because when we started, we were running in the airport with, like, 400 other people. That's true, yeah. And your frame rate goes awful in yeah. certain Regardless of what your machine is, your frame yeah. rate goes awful. Your frame rate is terrible. But it's well worth getting to. It's like, hilarious it's so fun. much fun. It's so just chaotic and dumb. Yeah. And, yeah, it was great, though. It's awesome. It's good fun. Um, yeah, we need to we need to do more, we'll that do more of that again. Um, and we need to play natural selection as well. Yes. Yeah. So the next things we've got to do is we've got to play natural selection, and you want to try payday. I really want to try. Yeah, payday looks really interesting. Yeah. So we played the first payday, and it was I quite liked it. I quite like payday. It was the original fine. payday was good. So it was like, a bit lacking, but it was yeah. fine. So it's a first person heist game. Yes. Basically. Yeah. With and the first game had like various different missions where you had to go in. I think. What, there's a bank robbery, a, ba- a bank robbery, a hostage rescue. Uh, one about diamonds, ju- ju- diamond heist, yeah. and something else. I can't remember. I think it was actually two hostage rescue yeah. ones. There was one on a bridge and one in the city. Sure. Yeah. But it was, a, it was. They're all like the, in the original one. They were all like linear missions where you go from the start to the end, yep. get as much loot as you can, and escape. Yeah. So the second one, they appear to be solving that problem where by making everything kind of random a little bit procedural a little yeah, bit yeah so you'll go into I mean the missions themselves are set yeah. so there'll be like an art heist yep 
But everything from like the placement of guards to the cameras to where the safe is to yeah to the to, and even to the stage of like you might go in and suddenly a SWAT team will drop in because they knew you were coming yeah stuff like that so it, everything appears to be a lot more random and then you have to escape and sometimes in the escape you'll get pulled over or yeah it seems like they've got they've got a good idea of how to make it more interesting so and replayability on it seems yeah. pretty good and it seems like there's quite a few missions as well like I've seen the overall map and it looks like there's a lot of stuff on it it, th- it could be something that's interesting so I think if we do it we can get into the beta. Yeah, and then we each get. If we do that, we also each get another beta invite. Oh, so cool! We can, we so we can, can pull, pull, we can pull in to other people. Oh, yeah, if we really wanted to. I think four actual people would be would be pretty, would be pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Um. So I'm. Oh, that was the other thing. I'm trying to organise a four-player game of Monaco from Fuck. guys at work because yeah. it, it was really cheap during the sale, and we had a thing, a, a thread on the thing in work, with people saying what they'd got in the Steam sale mm. or low, about four or five people went by saying they bought Monaco I was like we should probably get a four player Monaco because I just want to see what that game's like four player with it's actual so people it's so chaotic it's just that's kind of what it I looks want, crazy though. like yeah. it looks completely it just looks mental. really dumb so, yeah. but it would probably look pretty good but um, yeah so I mean that was that was all I've really played I think that's all I've done yeah I think yeah cool. probably well I have quite a lot of news this week actually yeah. Um, a lot of stuff happened yeah a lot of big stuff as well um, so the first big one was the self-publishing on Xbox One. Oh yeah the other one did, 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 yeah so the original plan was or the original thing was that the, pub- the publishing model for Indies on Xbox One was going to be the same as it was for 360 yeah where you need a publisher yeah. guaranteed to be able to get your stuff on yep. there and then they backed out on that and said you can totally self-publish yep uh, but the, the big thing was that they, they said not only do you need you can be indie self-publish every Xbox One is also a dev, a dev unit yeah so this is not a new thing right because the 360 could do that as well I don't actually with, know what it? with XNA oh okay sure which was their game development library yeah. thing you could pipe stuff directly to your own Xbox and play it on an actual Xbox oh okay sure. so that's not new okay um, but what appears to be but this one this is the next step where it's like it's from what they're saying, it's most of their development tools you can run through an Xbox One, and it'll oh, just cool. Which is a great thing. It's a good thing. They also said the important note is they didn't say it'll be available for launch. They said it'll be available within a year. I think was okay, was sure. their. They definitely said not launch. I think they said within a year. All right, that's interesting. It's a, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's a great it's idea. Like anyone can go buy and buy an Xbox One yep. and become a dev. And since the new consoles are essentially just PCs, like it's quite powerful. It, yeah. yeah, you're you're yeah. Okay, and it should should be easy enough to code for. Yeah. Um, and they explicitly mentioned because a lot of the press when this came out they asked about will all of these self-published games end up in some I think the quote I read was a live indie marketplace wasteland because like because the X and A games that they made for 360 ended up in their own section of the marketplace the Xbox live indie indie thing something which is like oh god horrific wasteland it was just full of shit mainly so they asked, like, are you going to curate these things? Are you going to promote them? And they were like, there's going to be games like everything else. So, like, Mass Effect 4 and an indie game will be next to each other on the Oh, list. okay, sure. I think is what they said. Whether that remains to be seen, I don't know. And there's still questions on how much Microsoft will curate. Like, they'll do, they'll still be... I really, I really hope it becomes, like, a, a the, the Wild West. Like oh, yeah, hilarious. I mean, that's kind of what you want. Yeah. So there was that, which is pretty good. Um, and also, the other note was that you can self-publish on 360 from August. Oh, cool. Which okay. is another bit of news. That, 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 it took me a while well, to, to read. That's good. 
I guess. Yeah. So if you're making 360 games, if you want to polish on a dying platform, then it's not that the 360 and PS3 are going to be around for a little bit. Yeah, more. sure, but Definitely. you know but what I mean. They might as well. Right? Yeah. But again, it kind of brings up the same stuff that um, I, I was talking about when we were, when they reversed our DRM policies, where they have a whole system in place and then suddenly they're reversing the decision. Yeah. So there's a bunch of really panicked engineers in Microsoft right now going, how the fuck do we do this thing? I'm pretty sure, yeah, you understand how software programming works more than anyone. Like you, you, I'm pretty sure if they turn around and say, you need to take that thing that you've been working on and do the complete opposite and you need to do it in three months. Yeah. Go. I mean, that is how <laughs> business works, but it's not fun. It's not going to do that. And either. it's also going to affect the final quality of the system. I was going to say, it would it probably be really slapdash, right? Yeah. It'd probably be pretty It's going to be duct together. taped together. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, interesting though oh yeah definitely. It, it, it's good news yeah it can only be good it's, but um, yeah. we'll see how it actually ends up uh, so there was the first two bits of Bioshock Infinite DLC got announced yes which is awesome so the Wave first based one, survival mode so the first one is Clash, Clash in the Clouds something like that yeah. Clash in the Clouds which is yeah it's a wave based survival thing thing yeah um, which five dollars or something like that I think it okay, is okay sure no uh, I'm interested in I'm interested in the other one yeah, so that so Clash of the Clouds comes out is out now. Yes, thirtieth of July it came mm-hmm. out. See, the second one is their first story based one, which yep. is called Buried in Buried at Sea. Buried at Sea, yeah, Buried at Sea. That sounds right. And from the trailer that came out, it's a like nineteen I've written down nineteen fifties hard boiled detective style kind of noir yeah, detective story. Yes, it's just it's one of the the like things that we talked about at the end of Bioshock Infinite, where it was like multiple. Yeah, it's, it, it kind of plays off the multiple universe theme yeah. of, of Infinite. Where it's like, oh, they're, now it's Booker and Elizabeth in Rapture. Yeah, so that's the big thing. Yeah. This is all set in Rapture, yeah. which is bizarre. Well, it's like, well, there's always a guy, there's always a girl, there's always a protector. A and man, a lighthouse, and a... Man, a lighthouse, a guy, a girl. A city. A man, city, a lighthouse, a protector, a city. Yeah, all that stuff. Um... But it was the fact that they've decided to do it Rapture. Like, they've made all this Columbia assets, right? And, and then they've like, gone back to Rapture. And then, yeah, and then they've decided to go back to Rapture. I think that's a really cool idea, though. It's, it's, I'm thoroughly looking forward yeah. to it, but from, it a, cool. from a development standpoint, it sounds mental. Like, it sounds well, they're actually pretty mental. Yeah. They're crazy people. Yeah, kind of. But, um... Very excited. Oh, yeah. That'll probably be very good. And the other thing was, it's split into two parts. One part to play as Booker, one part to play as Elizabeth. Yeah, I saw that as well. And Ken Levine was quoted as saying that the Elizabeth part will be more of a survival horror. Ooh, okay. Which could be interesting, because she obviously can't fight Fight. in the same way that Booker can. I wonder if that means you'll be able to do first-person, like, terror manipulations. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how the terror manipulation stuff goes into But, yeah, so they said that'll be... I don't think they give a date for that. They said it would be released at later. At some point, yeah. Um, All right, sure. So at least, but at least the season pass for Bioshock is actually getting used. So yeah, at least people. Will so get Clash of the Clouds and Barry Sea are both part of the season pass. Yep. So if you bought that, you'll get that. Yep. And there's one more bit to come because I think it was three. The season pass promised. I don't know. So I think it was three. Okay, sure. So yeah, so that was interesting. That's good. That probably. Um, there were. I know you don't care about this, but I quite liked it. The I can't remember what company is now, and that's really annoying me. But the, the people that bought the whole world license, yeah, uh, they well, not a bunch of like indies or something like that. No, they put in for it, but didn't get oh, it. Oh right, yeah, I remember. But whoever it was that ended up with the whole world license have announced that they're developing the IP and they're releasing an HD version of Homeworld One and Two. Okay, cool. on Steam, sure, because you currently can't get that game anywhere. Like, good, it's, it's not on That's fine. I like Homeworld. Yeah, That's fine. so there's HD versions of that coming. So that'll be interesting. That's good. Um, and our technical news was uh, the. PlayStation 4 will have 5 gig of RAM 
available to developers. Is that good? I have the 8 gig that's in the system. What's the 3 gig? The 3 gig is reserved for the operating system. Wow, okay. Which is insane, right? Uh, It's a lot of gig for an operating system. So to put that into perspective, if you're running like Windows 7, that usually occupies roughly about a gig, give and take. Okay. So there's 3 gig reserved for this operating system. So let's say that's a gig for the operating system, a gig to handle the streaming stuff. It's not as clear cut as that. <laughs> like, it's just this pool of memory that they okay. basically yeah, sure. to, to give out. Um, and the Xbox One was also confirmed to have 5 gig. So they're not... Okay. They're not Well, different. that's what um, John Carmack said in yeah. his keynote at QuakeCon, where so, it was like he was talking about the next-gen consoles and said they're basically the same. Yeah, they're basically they're, they're very similar. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like, we, I need to watch the the rest of the Carmack keynote. But I just want to hear John Carmack talk. Yeah. Carmack, I just want to hear him go crazy. Carmack can talk around. for yeah. a long time. Um, you ever watch? Ever if, if you ever if you ever get a chance, go and find any interview with John Carmack that isn't like keynote and watch watch the dynamic between him and the interviewer because all that basically happens is the interviewer asks a question and then John Carmack talks for twenty minutes. Yeah on like starts off on the tangent of the question and then goes on like walks in various directions sure. and then somehow lands back at the question yeah and then he gets another question and talks for 20 minutes his, his, his twitter feed is amazing I, but it's full of like real technical I mean it's, it's all hardcore technical yeah. stuff but it's great to see what he's what he's thinking about at random points I'm sure that I, I watch it every so often and he says something on like if John Carmack thinks this is some sort of problem it's probably a problem it's probably some sort of big problem but I don't know. Yeah, he's a crazy man. So yeah, so he he came out and said that they're he's under NDA, so he can't dock specifics. But yeah. the two consoles are very very similar. Yes. So that's and good. They're bo- and they're both good, is what he said as well. That's good. Okay. Which coming from Carmack, I'm inclined to believe him. Yes, because he is a man that cares um, about his system market. So yeah. So the point was that the PS4 and the Xbox both have five gig available to developers. Is that good? How much has a PS3 got? PS3 five twelve meg. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a massive it is a massive step apart. Okay. But it also is slightly weird that the operating system for those things, which are already, I mean, especially the PS4 one, right? Which is really slimmed down and basic, and there's not a lot to it. Yeah. Why that would take three gig is weird. I mean, they're running up a whole bunch of background processing, like the streaming and the background downloading and all that kind of stuff. Well, I was thinking, like, maybe a lot of the background processing is based on the whole, um, like, instant wake-up thing. Yes. Where you can hit a button and it just goes. So it'll dump so, the states around yeah. at some point. So I think one of the big pervading theories is that it doesn't actually need 3 gig of RAM, mm-hmm. but it gives them room to expand in the future. Oh, Because okay. it's very easy to take... If the operating system is allocated 3 gig, it's very easy for them to go, actually, we only now need 2.5 and then you've got five because then meg. you've got an extra 512 meg for developers to use sure um, but you can't go the other way because if you say the operating system's only one gig and you guys get seven gig to work from if, the, o- no if the operating for... system has to expand yeah. to take up another gig then all games won't work because they were told they had yeah. seven gig to work okay. with so lot, it's just for safety so it gives them room to expand mm-hmm. and there's nothing to stop them from knocking that down over okay. the years sure. to come um, it's fine I'm sure. I'm sure, was, that, I'm sure the developers would be really happy with five gig. I mean, five gig's already a lot yeah. more than. I mean, it's not the sixteen gig you can get in a PC, yeah. but it's still a hell of a lot more than they have right now. Yeah, and it still lets. Them I'm do sure they'll a lot do a lot. And again, it was the considering fact, they can pull things like Last of Us out of five hundred and twelve yeah, I mean, memory. That's. Yeah. I'm sure they'll it's do fine. fine. They'll be fine. Um. So yeah, that was. I thought. I thought. I just thought it was interesting. It was that they announced that, and that they're both the same. I mean, it, that was the thing. If 
Xbox One had come out and said we need three gig, yeah, I would. I I felt that was okay. I could understand that because they're running three operating systems on that thing. Okay, sure, yeah. So they need a lot of RAM to do all of their stuff and snap yeah. thing. Um, but the PS4 one was one that confused me. What the fuck was the snap thing? You know the thing when they did it in the demo where they snapped Skype to the side. Oh the, yeah, I remember that. They called it Windows yeah. Snap or something. I can't remember. I remember that. It's funny. Yeah. Because video gamers really care about being able to Skype while you watch football games. It's more the fact that you just there aren't enough devices these days that can handle Skype. Like this so, is, the Xbox like, One needs to do Skype. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. when was the last time you you had a device and you were like, I I wish this could Skype. <laughs> you know, considering both my phone, my iPad, my my TV, your laptop, my laptop, your actual computer, my desktop. Your TV to Skype. There's. Of, I'm pretty sure there will be ways. I'm sure your Raspberry Pi could run yeah, exactly. Skype. Like, you can run Skype in, in your Pi, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, uh, so I thought it was just an interesting bit of hardware news. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so it's, it's Things are still looking good for the consoles. Yes. So the other big news this, this week was the cancellation of Fez 2. Phil Fish got a hissy fit! Phil Fish, yeah. So basically what happened was... The where did I read it? So there's the Annoyed Gamer podcast. Marcus, is that a podcast? It's a show on Game it's a, it's a video, video yeah, show. Video show. Where so he Marcus, stands in Marcus, Marcus Beer, Beer has a show called The Annoyed Gamer on yep. Game Trailers. Yep. And this came out after the self publishing on Xbox One yep. story came out. And they asked Phil Fish and Jonathan Blow for a comment on the self publishing story. Yeah. And Phil Fresh said, I, I'm sick to death of people continually asking me about indie games. Like, yeah. I'm the go-to indie dev guy. I don't really... I don't have a comment. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But then essentially what happened is Marcus Beard just threw insults at him going... Well, this, um, was, on, this was on the podcast for Game Trailers. So this is... Uh, I've got a couple of quotes called, here. So then Beer, in a three-minute rant at the beginning of the broadcast, called Fish and in, and, and Jonathan Blow the self-styled kings of the indie genre yep. and said the pair who he called Blowfish were bitching and moaning about a reasonable media request for their reaction to a significant industry development. Yep. Um, saying lines like, I think you're both a pair of tosspots. Yep. And basically just going at them. Yeah. At which point there was a heated Twitter exchange between the two of them. Yes. Um, Where Phil Fish in one of the tweets said, I think, I think this is the quote, which is, uh, compare your life to mine and then go kill yourself. Which is a Futurama quote. Yes, I apparently. Yeah. I, so I, I looked at that and went, whoa, you yeah. that's a bit much. And then I, I still think it's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, at least it came from like a Futurama yeah. quote. Um, so... And then he turned around, and then after that Twitter exchange, there was a little bit of silence, and then he came out and said, Fez 2 is cancelled. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. So the actual quote was, uh, I'm done, Fez 2 is cancelled, goodbye, I yeah. fucking hate this industry. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. Um, and then there was a quote, I can't, I don't know which outlet it went to, but there was a quote from him, which says, I'm not cancelling Fez 2 because some boorish fuck said something stupid. I'm doing it to get out of games and I'm getting out of games because I choose not to put up with this abuse anymore. That was the quote they, okay, they went through. Sure. So, yeah. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's multiple levels to this, right, where Twitter arguments are not exactly the highest of, highest calibre arguments. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of name calling and kind of childish back and forthness. Yeah, it was a little bit of... But, yeah. um... 
So I'm very much in the position where I kind of saw this coming at some point. What, where Phil Fish would give up? Where Phil Fish would just break. Yeah, I think everybody did. Because... He seemed like such a fragile mind. Yeah, that's the thing. He just seemed... Like, Fez came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. And exploded. And it was the first... It wasn't the... Well, maybe it was the first. It was the first one on console, certainly. First big indie release that did really well. It was like Limbo and stuff. It was Limbo before Fez? Yeah. Really? I'm pretty sure. Okay. So, but it was in that initial wave. Yeah, like, it was when, in the big, the when big people indie started rev. noticing that indie games the big were actually indie revolution. Yeah. yeah, Braid. So, on oh, Braid, yeah, yeah. Well, which was Jonathan Blow, yeah. right? Um, so they all came out at the same time and suddenly became superstars yeah. in development. Mm-hmm. And anyone who works on something like that, like on their own or in two man teams or stuff like that, I, I I can't imagine any of them would be ready for any level of celebrity yeah. in inverted commas. So, and then when I mean you've seen Indie Game the movie, right? Yeah. So, what was your impression of Phil Fish on he's, Indie Game the movie? He's a real. He's a he's, he seems like kind of an arrogant guy, but then he sits and talks about his the development of it, where he was like working with a guy, and then the guy left and was suing him for intellectual property or something like that, right. and had to go through all that. And that was happening at the time where he was showing off the first build of Fez at PAX. Sure. So he was dealing with legal stuff at the same time he was showing off the first build at PAX. And the first build at PAX wasn't the best. And he was sitting beside the booth restarting the game nearly every single time someone played it. Right. And all that sort of stuff. So he was really stressed and quite a bit out of it and all that sort of stuff. But the way he talked about games and all that sort of stuff, he seemed, he seemed quite intelligent and quite smart, but maybe... Maybe, maybe just a little bit fragile. I'm he not really never sure. seemed like the type of person to, to, kind of half-ass comment something. No, no. I mean, every, every, everything he said was a definite, and he like, meant it. Yeah, he, he meant, meant every single word he said. Because I mean, one of the big things he did was I can't remember what conference it was, but one of the big conferences when he was, um, we basically said to a bunch of Japanese developers, Japanese games are all shit. Yeah, I remember that, and that exploded yeah. like everywhere and he, say, he like, says a lot of things that he means yeah right, so, but and, yeah. And, and, I, and I understand what he was saying right because yeah. a lot of Japanese the, the, the way a lot there of, is a problem with Japanese yeah, game development there are yeah. a big problem and they're all the same and they're all not great yeah. and lacking creativity and all this kind of stuff so there are ways of saying that that's not all Japanese games are shit yeah. to Japanese developers to Japanese developers but that was very much the person he seemed to be yes where he would be very straight talking and say exactly what Quite he meant blunt. and also seemed exceptionally passionate about what he was doing yeah like Fez was the story of getting Fez on 360s was such a horrible story. It was really bad for him. Where getting through cert yeah. on Microsoft's end and then the patch needed to go out that broke the game for a bunch of people but yeah. they then couldn't fund because each patch on 360 cost $40,000. $10,000. Was it 10? I think it was, it was ten, more than that. Maybe it might be 40. I'm not yeah. sure. It was a substantial sum of money, yeah. right? To get a patch out to fix this game yeah. and he basically came out and said, I can't afford to put this patch out. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Um, and then after, he came, after and then he just get constant constant abuse over Twitter and all this kind of stuff mm. where from various people just thinking he was an arrogant get or taking the comments it's, that he said, it's, it's easy to see him as that though a little bit oh yeah I mean it's like not. if you don't if you if, if all you read I mean it's the same problem if all you read is the media right yeah, yeah. all you're going to get but I mean I hadn't I mean I knew about the, the Japanese games and shit comment and I knew about the troubles he'd had getting Fez onto yeah. the consoles 
but the first time I'd ever seen him interviewed was on one of the GB live streams yeah I think it was, was GDC I think it was something on. like that yeah but he seemed like a totally awesome guy like he seemed really yeah. down to earth he talked really passionately about games he talked about other people's games that yeah. he really liked and it, it, I, I don't particularly see where they I mean a lot of the comments I was reading on articles about this was saying well the man handed it out so he should be able to take it as well it's true it's it's kind of true but going from working on something in your bedroom to six months later being billed as one of the big developers in the mm-hmm. games industry right nobody's ready for that like, sure you see the stories of celebrities who go from like nothing to superhero status and just yeah. breaking like, yeah fucking what's her name what's that child actress that's now exploded Amanda Bynes Lindsay Lohan Amanda Bynes well, she is well, Lindsay Lohan Amanda Bynes Miley like, Cyrus Miley Cyrus is just she's kind of fucking nuts right now eh, yeah but like Amanda Bynes is actually legit oh she's crazy. crazy yeah so I mean I'm not equating it to the same yeah, way yeah. but you can see like that that sudden same rise sort of progression yeah exactly. and if you're not built for that you're gonna get yeah you're gonna get it's gonna you're gonna take everything personally and you're gonna make make mm-hmm. statements and not expect this that and I mean it, it's kind of symptomatic of the the internet like I really hate the internet sometimes yeah the it's just a complete cesspool of filth yeah points it's not the nicest place to hang around yeah for a long period especially if you've if you've got a public thing public that people persona, can send you yeah. messages directly right both like, of their so, both of their Twitter accounts got um, privacied or whatever I don't know what the so yeah Phil Fish made his, his Twitter account private yeah I don't so know. did Beer oh did Beer as well yeah. oh okay Sure. I'm guessing he just didn't want people to see the tweet. Sure. They were there. But the, so I mean, there's that aspect of it, and there's also the aspect where I think Beer was a little bit out of line in the comments he was making. I, I mean, I, I understand the argument he made yeah. where these guys are now important developers in the indie scene, so yeah. naturally you would go to them and say, "Yeah, can I get a comment?" But they are all. I feel like Fish and Blow are allowed to at any point say, "I don't want to comment because yeah. that's it, right?" Like. You don't want to, you don't want the industry to turn into paparazzi with just hounding them for mm-hmm. for all this information. If they if they are totally allowed because they're human beings to turn around and say I don't want to make a comment, and that's it. You're not. I don't think you're then allowed to go fucking wankers. They put themselves up in this high place and then they don't want to take comments because yeah, sure. they're, they're better than us, right? It just seems completely overblown, and I think the direct. I mean, but it wasn't even like a general thing. Like it was directly at these guys. Yeah. And it just seems like it. It just seemed horrible. It just seemed like there was no reason for it at all. I said I think it was a guy whose a guy whose internet persona took over, and his personal feelings about the the like the superstar indie developers and stuff like that came out, and maybe was a bit too fervent. Yeah. And his internet persona took over, and that it maybe wasn't the best. I mean, idea. I, I I don't. I don't understand why anyone would have that as a persona for their internet, their internet face, right? Like, just a guy who's angry at everything. Like, what the fuck? I wouldn't watch that. Yeah. The hell's the point? There are people who find that entertaining. I, don't, I, I totally understand. But yeah. There are also people who troll inter- these yeah, news true. stories, yeah. right? It just... It, it it was really disappointing. I mean, at the very base level, I was really disappointed because I'm still playing through Fez and I'm really enjoying it. And I really want it's, to see... It's never he, good to see any developers. And I really want... Yeah. I really want to see him, what he could do next. Yeah. yeah I don't know what he's going to do now. Well, I think, to be honest, like, a, a lot of people have been talking about it'll take some time off and then come back later when stuff has died down. Oh, yeah, no problem. I mean, I, I, from what I've seen about him, he loves games too much 
to just leave to the do, industry. To give up, yeah. So I, I totally understand he's leaving the industry for now, but I think he'll be back. Whether he'll be back with Fez sure. 2, I'm not sure. Okay. But I, I, he'll be back with something. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, is, and that, I, is um, Jonathan Blow said anything about this? So this was this was the weird thing, that Jonathan Blow hasn't... I haven't heard any comments from him yet about hmm. this. I think there was possibly a comment about... Directly about the cancellation of Fest 2 going, I'm really disappointed that Fest 2 sure. is cancelled. I think that was the extent of the thing. I used to busy working on The Witness, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, so that's his big thing. He's got to get The Witness out for the but PS4. There was, a, there was a lot of really weird mm. things around this story as well, where like the music person for Fez, who was working on Fez 2, said that he found out Fez 2 was cancelled at the same time everyone else did. Okay. As did a bunch of the people working at Polytron. Sure. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. And it said that, I mean, I, uh, they interviewed a couple, not interviewed, they got comments from a bunch of people at Polytron saying, well, if Phil walks away from this, like, Fest 2 is done, yeah. like, he is the core of this game. Mm-hmm. So, if he walks away, the game's done. So, they'll work, they'll work on something else. That's really weird. It's really, it's, it's disappointing. I can totally see why he's done it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm sure he'll be back at some point when is. all this has died down. He'll have something good to do. I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's not going to like wait for six months and hope the internet calms down because the internet's never going to calm down. No, the internet won't calm down. That's what I'm worried about if he does that of like, he goes away, he cools off, he comes back, then this happens again, he has a hissy fit, it was leaves. Just, it was just really weird to watch the, 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 from what I could see is unrequired fervour just at him, just directly, like this guy is an arsehole, just from there are people who really don't like him. And I don't know like, there why. Are people who, because there are people who, with that kind of personality of straight talking, blunt, yeah. I say everything. I mean, that just get really gets people annoyed. Sometimes. I mean, yeah, if you poke the hornet's nest, right? It's yeah, gonna, it's gonna. So, so there, there are people who just don't like him because he's like, but, what the fuck are but you doing? So. But there's things that, that it's fine to not like someone, but it's also not fine to go. I hope the guy dies. Internet anonymity. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it's ruining a whole bunch of legitimate discussion. Yeah, so, like. I only really comment on articles now on Polygon because normally the crowd on Polygon Seem are quite a little bit more intelligent, a little bit more restrained. Yeah. But even on this article, there are people that's going, ah, fuck them. And you're just like, well, no. It's, yeah. And nobody can give me a straight answer as well when I, when I was talking to people about it. Nobody can give me a straight answer as to why they don't like them. It's all like kind of, ah, Japanese games are shit and look at this arsehole and he comments. Those, those, and, are the kind of, those are the kind of people who don't like straight talkers yeah it's just people who don't like people who are just completely blunt about yeah. no I think you're a complete dick and, and I mean some of them do have a point where if you're going to spit stuff like that you need to be able to take it oh yeah sure he he, he, needed, he needed to be able to take the comments and shrug it off but he can't but I mean that's a difficult thing for anyone to do sure. like, I was listening to they were talking about this on Podcast Beyond the IGN mm. PlayStation podcast and somebody wrote in and asked how do you guys deal with it to Greg Miller and, yeah. and Colin Marietti and all that kind of stuff and they said, "Yeah, it's hard. Like the, oh, yeah, when sure. you when you start putting creative stuff up with a comments box under it, mm-hmm. there's going to be that five percent who just hate everything you do and want you to die. Yeah, but that's the way the internet is. Yep. And what you have to do at that point is look at the other ninety five percent of people who, because the only people that comment are the people who don't like it. Yes, because if you go watch something, because I do it myself, right? You mm-hmm. watch something, you really like it, you go, that was really good. Now on to the next thing." Yeah. I think there's been twice where I've on YouTube stuff where I've written that was really good I really enjoyed yeah. that and left it 
So you have to think of, you have to assume you're ninety five percent. The ninety five percent of the silent, the silent people who are yeah. who are happy at, at the base level who are not angry at what you've done. No, they think what you're doing is fine. It's at fine least. At, at, at the base level. Yeah. And the only people, the only comments you'll see normally are the ones with strong opinions. Yeah. And again, behind internet anonymity. Yeah. That's what's going to happen, right? Yeah. But um, it's really it's it's infuriating. It's it's one of those. It feels like there should be a because I'm I'm sure that again celebrities who are becoming big mm. will get media training at some point to say here's, here's how you deal with the press here's how you deal with paparazzi here's yeah. how you deal something like that for for should be available for indie developers no I'm like, not saying specifically yeah. for indie developers I'm saying that these skills need to be able to be taught to people because this is going to happen more. The fact it's, that it's a hard skill to try and be able to teach. Like, here's how to deal with a person who says you want to die. Yeah, it's like, and it's worse than it's ever been. Yeah, especially in the internet because people can tell you to go die, right? And yeah. make horrible threats at your family and all yeah. this kind of stuff. It happens every day. And um, what was the other? There was a Twitter story recently. Oh, the, the I think it was in the I think it was in the UK where they they've announced the new ten pound notes for 2015. I think it was in the UK and they're putting I can't remember who it is but they're putting a famous female on the 10 pound note okay um, scientists I might look this up later yeah but um, basically I can't remember what country it was but they were putting a female on the 10 pound the 10 on their, their, their note, note. Yeah. their note and just this and it was a, uh, the woman who was in charge of doing it um, just got horrendous Twitter um, posts for how dare you put a woman in our currency yes. and ah oh, go back to the kitchen and make me a sandwich oh, and, just, okay. and just like rape threats That's it was awful. disgusting right yeah. and it's for putting a female face on a £10 note or 10 whatever note we've got the queen on every single note that we I know, have like, it's, yeah. it's mental right it, it's insane and that's what Twitter can do yeah internet anonymity is a really powerful thing and it, it's, it's, it's brought up this whole thing of Twitter should have some kind of flag abuse thing. Yeah. Because I assumed it had one, but I went and looked and it really doesn't. No you flag. can't flag stuff as, as abuse. Um, so yeah, apparently Twitter working on something so you can start flying oh, good. abusive comments and, and block people out and stuff. Which is why I'm really interested to see when with the Xbox One, uh, I can't remember what they called it, but their kind of grading system where if you're a dick online, you get matchmaked, match. You get put in matches, like the automatic matchmaking thing decks, will yeah. put you in the thing with other decks. That already like, exists. Does it? In Dota, yeah. Yeah, it's the same idea, but they're doing it globally for like yeah, for Live. Yeah, entire world, yeah. So that like, you can be, like people can flag your profile as abusive and then, so I really want to join one of those games that's like these complete internet cesspool people. Yeah. Just full of like, no scope 420 douchebags. XXF or off XXX. Yeah, yeah, like all these guys, weed smoker 7... That's the worst name. That's a really bad That's name. A terrible name. Yeah. Um, dude, bro. Dude, bro. No scope. Call of Duty. Lol. Yeah. Lol. Yeah. Or fag with the A taken out of it, or fig with, with with like four for the A or something like that. Okay, sure. There was a great blog that's disappeared actually, which was, um, people would send them in, uh, which was people complaining about their accounts getting banned. And then the admins for Xbox Live telling them why their account was banned, and it was stuff. There was, like one of the one of the big famous ones was 
was a parent went onto the Xbox forums and said, "My fourteen-year-old son's Xbox Live account has been yeah because you get you get the permanent the perma ban in Xbox Live is like your your ban will expire on, on the thirty first of December nineteen ninety nine yeah like it's permanent yeah ban. yeah and said my child's account get permanent banned how dare you do this like he's done nothing wrong yeah. blah, blah. and the, the the reply from one of the admins was just your son was caught exposing himself on Uno cam. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody did though? Yeah, but you, <laughs> yeah, but you get fucking banned for yeah, it, right? Sure. And then it was just like the thread closed, and that was it. Oh, that's fantastic! So there's a whole blog of these things that existed. Like, why did my account get banned? It says your advertising on your account hacked Modern Warfare servers banned. That is great. Or the ones that go, my account was banned for some weird reason, and it's not like I've been sharing. It's not like I've been putting up hacked servers. It says no, no, you were originally banned for cheating on the thing, but we've discovered that you're actually also doing. Um, Hacked servers, now you're perma banned. Like, oh, that's it's, it's fantastic, all these things. That's a really good idea for so, a blog. Um, so, yeah, so they were, so Xbox Live were doing their whole global banning, well, not global banning, global yeah. grading system where if you've got a really shitty reputa- reputation, that's the word I was looking right. for. If you've got a sh- really shitty rep- reputation, you you'll, get be, put into you'll shitty be matched with other people yeah. who have shitty that's reputations. Cool. Yeah. And I can't wait for people to start streaming those matches. The low, yeah, rep. like. Call of Duty Ghosts matches low rep Call of Duty be the low rep Call God, of Duty. that would be the best wouldn't yeah. it be great it would be so good low prior life, low matchmaking in Dota is hilarious really well it's like because of, because of the mentality of every single bad MOBA player of it's not my fault it's everyone else's sure you've got a team of five people saying it's not my fault it's yours no not it's my, my fault it's yours sure so everyone's pointing the finger at everyone else and the same's happening on the enemy team and everyone's just terrible at the game <laughs> and it's like it's like well I could analyse this and be like well he's out of position he's built the wrong items blah 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 but you're all just awful yeah so it's not it's true it's not your fault it's everyone's fault but that includes you shut the hell up and get the hell out of my game it's the same yeah it's the same so yeah I really I'm, I'm looking forward to that Um. So that's are, all... aren't PS4 doing real names on their accounts yeah so PS4 are doing real names get rid of internet and empty which is great but I mean it's never stopped on Facebook yeah, that's true. Like, if you see, like, media things. Well, that was the other thing. I didn't write this down, but did you see the Polygon review for Dragon Crown? Uh, no. So, you know, like, the Polygon front page has got that hero thing at the top, which has got, like, the five big stories yeah. that they've got, and it says, like, the title of the story and how many comments it's got. Mm-hmm. It had, like, a bunch of, like, reviews and Polygon articles are really good, like, on long-form yeah. stuff. Very well written. It had, right. like, 100 comments, 200 comments, and all that kind of stuff. Dragon Crown review was in the corner. 870 comments. Oh, It'd been out for four hours. Okay. And the review was basically taught... So Dragon Crown is the 2D side-scrolling... What do you call it? I don't actually like know. beat em up I think so. No, it's not beat em up it's I can't like remember a, what Dragon's Crown is. It's like a Double Dragon style... Yeah. ...side-scrolling... Beat em up Brawler. Yes. Brawler. Yeah, brawler. Okay. Um, but it was famous, or became notorious, even for the designs of the characters. Yeah. So the Amazon with the gigantic arse yeah. and the sorceress with the tits the hanging out tests, everywhere yeah. um, and there was a whole argument about that and all this kind of stuff so the review was done by I can't remember one of the Polygon freelancers but female Polygon freelancer and okay. she took real offence to not the not the main character designs the characters you play as yeah they're grossly over exaggerated but they're they're at least like Strong, mm-hmm. fit, sure. Um, 
can handle things women they're not like fawning yeah so I was like okay so what's the problem problem is all the other female characters in the game every single one of okay. them all the all the female NPCs are all like fawning helpless so you're rightfully so to be offended yeah so yeah. you're like as a woman coming into that I would see why you would have a problem yeah. with it right um, and all also all of them are like all pretty much half naked like all of them for no reason sure like they showed in the video review they showed a, a, a one of the cutscenes of it it's just a woman like draped on her bed with like a sh- partially translucent sheet over her it was okay. like just complete nonsense right yeah and the comments threads fucking exploded like why would you let a woman review this game because it's quite obviously not targeted at them this isn't sexist <laughs> this isn't sexist you're being you're being too sensitive oh god just hundreds of it and it was Y'all it was disgusting like it's just absolutely disgusting and it was all just people going like the game got a 7.5 something I like think. that yeah. like it wasn't a bad game yeah. by any time. But one of the big points in the review, I think it was even in a box on its own, said, like, I just really wasn't comfortable with the way women are representing this game. Sure. Which is totally fine. Like, it you're sounds reviewing like you, it, should, you have a right to be offended by it. You're that. reviewing it, it's your opinion, yep. you can put whatever you want in this review, and you can affect whatever score it is. And then how and then the rest of the comments were, How dare you mark this game down for being a woman? Like, it was just it was fucking disgusting that's, to read. Yeah, right? that's awful. And also like if that's the way you treat reviews by looking at the number and going ah you're wrong yeah. you're doing it wrong you're doing it right? very wrong because you because I, I read that review and went because I was kind of excited for that game because it's coming to PS3 as well right yeah. so I thought it, be, it could be quite fun it could be okay yeah. and you looked at it and you go big section on the the, the way women are represented and I was like fair enough that's it, not really going to bother me it seems like, it seems like the kind of game that might be a little bit awkward to play yeah. but not yeah I mean the, the amount of times like even playing Catherine right there yeah. were a couple of times in there where I went, go, don't like this. Yeah. But you kind of go with it. But it wasn't going to be... The way I always saw that game was it was like a kind of... It kind of was like a 14-year-old power fantasy, right? Yeah, like okay. if, if a sure. 14-year-old designed this game, of course everyone's going to be half-naked. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of childish thing. As long as you go into it with that mindset, yeah. like if that's the way you think it's going to be, then... It kind of doesn't bother me because it's all fantasy and it's all made up anyway. And yeah, it's not the best representation of women, but it's not really the focus point for me. Yeah. So I didn't really care about that bit. But then they also talk about how it's a horrible grind at points and that the, well, yeah, the combat system, the combat system's good and the art's good minus the female representation. But mm. there's grinding and there's the repetition, of the same environment. Sometimes I was like, yeah, that's the bit I care about. Like yeah. I'm not going to play that part. So you read the text of the review and go... You understand why. I see what you're saying there, but I don't. that doesn't really bother me. That bit I, I should pay attention this to. This is why the... So the, like the major problem with reviews and stuff like that right now is that 90% of people scroll to the bottom and see the score and then go, okay... Yeah, and, and really, don't read the text and just immediately... It's why it. the people at... I agree, I agree with what the people at videogamer.com are doing, mm. which are... People, the, the people, the people there that are, they seem really good, and the video producers in particular are excellent people. Mm. Like the videos they put up on YouTube are excellent. And all yeah, well, what's that? Videogamer. Videogamer. dot com. Okay. And uh, they've they've changed the review structure to where the main review that gets published on the site is no more than five hundred words. Okay. And they put a score to it. Okay. So you can very easily read the text, sure. get an idea of what the game is and how it works, and then read the score. Sure. If you want to go. 
they then they then publish a more long form article about something specific that the game does or how, oh, the guy, okay. or how the guy feels about it or blah blah blah, blah. some other longer form article. so if idea. you want more you can go find it but if you just want a quick thing that you can read the score and a quick summary of what it is you, you've got it oh, cool. I think that's a really great that's idea great for idea. how it's going to work and I'm work. assuming they have video reviews as well uh, I don't know about video reviews they do like quick look gameplay reverb right, style okay. ideas with commentary without commentary yeah with commentary it's two people under sure. the, but they're yeah they, they, they seem like they've got that's, a good idea a good behind idea. how to do reviews but um, yeah I mean I was just, I was reading this thing just getting more and more angry at the yeah, it's, it's just it's really disgusting it really is and it's unfortunate and it stops it kind of stops the the industry from being taken seriously I think when it's still populated yeah. by I thought it was really funny that it, all these 14 year old boys were getting annoyed that somebody reviewing a game for 14 year old boys like it was no it wasn't the fact that there was someone reviewing a game for 14 year old boys it was the fact that one of those cutie vagina havers oh yeah how dare was, they was reviewing how, a game for 14 year old boys how dare a woman yeah. review a game that has breasts in it like go back go back to your mind I think I saw a comment going go back to your Mario little pony or something God. like it was it was fucking disgusting yeah it's horrible so yeah that was I, did, I, I just read that and thought it was it's, really, it's really bad that is really bad so yeah I think that was it oh actually speaking of video gamer they I think it was yesterday they got leaked footage of Horror of the Orient which is the game from the guys that did the LA Noir. they've got a game coming out yeah they announced really? it a year it, and a half ago or something I don't even remember called, that. called Horror of the Orient Horror of the Orient okay Um. And they released some gameplay of it, and it looks just like Ellie Noir. Okay, it's like cool. right about and covered. That sounds right to me. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm more than willing to play anything those guys do. I yeah, really Ellie Noir is great. So I really enjoyed Ellie Noir. So that's on. So, but they've got the exclusive footage. Video gamer have got the exclusive Good. footage okay. of that. So go have a look at that. I must have been yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that's us. Yes. Um, games are starting to come out. Games. Are, so that we looked yesterday at the first batch of games. And yeah. End of August is going to kick us in the nuts. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming out. August 20th is Dive Kick, and then 23rd yep. is XCOM The Bureau. Or sorry, Bureau XCOM Declassified. Bureau XCOM Declassified and Central and 4. Central 4, which we're super excited for. We're massively for. excited for Central 4. So yeah, so that's... I've not, I've not seen a video of Central 4 yet that I haven't agreed with. Yeah, exactly. Wholeheartedly. Um, so that's the end of August, so that's when games will start coming out properly yeah. again. Um, and then there's a couple of stuff in the lead up to December, or lead up to November before new consoles, and then... So there will there will be stuff that will happen. Yeah, I'm sure, and I, I'm I'm keeping an eye on indie stuff. And there's a couple of indie games coming out soon. Now Dive I'm Kick. In. Dive, Dive Kick's Kick. gonna be fun. Dive Kick is gonna be fun. Dive Kick's an indie game that's coming out. Is it an indie game? Kind of. Kind of yeah. Okay. Iron Galaxy is not really an indie, but but um, no. So Gone Home's coming out, which I'm interested in. Um, there's also oh, is that that one about you turning up at your house and there's no one there? Yes. It sounds really fascinating. <laughs> it sounds great. You arrive at a house, there's no one there. Oh my god, there's no one in the house yet. Go back to your MMOs. I will. <laughs> I go back to putting items on Dota matches. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's games at the end of August, so we'll have stuff, more stuff to talk about then. So I'm on holiday. I just want Central. Yeah. Yeah, it, soon. Soon. Oh, I just want it. So I'll be I'm on holiday for two weeks, pretty much. So I won't be doing much for the site until the next podcast. Yeah. Really, um, I've skipped. I had a session of how to use OBS with you. Yeah, so when I move, 
I'm currently in the process of moving flats. When I move flats and get a reliable internet connection and all that sort of stuff, which probably won't take two weeks, hopefully. Sure. Uh, I will try and record something. Yeah. I don't know what. So I did try and record... It will, be, it will not be part of, like, old ass video games. It will be like what you did with Rovice. Yeah, it's, off. Yeah, it's just a test thing. Talent players Yeah, thing. it was me, me playing a game. Um... So I did try and record the first episode of all those PC games, and I was trying to record Outcast. Mm. But the problem that the, the problem I didn't anticipate with all those PC games is that they don't want to be recorded. No, it's really they difficult. barely want to run. Yeah, games. I know. So I tried to record Outcast; it didn't work. So I had probably, I mean, I, I tried to get it up before I go on holiday, but it's not. It just didn't work. Didn't I didn't. Work. I didn't manage yeah. to get it off in time. So that won't happen until. Probably the end of August, something like that. I probably, I, I, I promise that what I play will not be Heroes of Mate Magic. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of, it kinda, won't be okay. first. Sure. That won't be first. So I kind of went. So the. I need to actually think about how I'm going to record that. So, between that, between the, the fact that video didn't go up, me being a holiday, and the fact there's no games. Yeah. There's not going to be a lot of content. No. Going up until the end of August, then we start, and then we have to. I, I, I kind of think for Central Four, we should kind of do a joint review. Oh God. Because we're both going to be playing, yeah, quite heavily into that game. Yeah. So I think we we need to work out a way where we can both review that game how at the same both time. Both review it. I don't know how, but we'll, don't know. we'll we'll figure something out. Yeah. So yeah, there won't be a lot of content until the next podcast, but there will be a podcast in two weeks. I guarantee there will be a podcast okay, in two weeks. Fine. So that'll be the next time we talk. All right. And I won't have played anything probably. I will. You may have played something. I will be a bunch of iPad games probably, but um. Oh, I didn't talk about. Oh, you were gonna, you're not going to play a bunch of like Lego games? Or oh yeah, like so I'm going to be f- finishing Lego Lord of the Rings, which is great fun. Yeah. Love that thing. The, um, the, the, the cutscenes that you showed me of it look really yeah. funny. Like the Boromir scene. The Boromir death scene was hilarious. I'll give you where he's like firing plungers and bananas and yeah. stuff at him. It was pretty yeah. funny. So the point is there won't be, there won't be much yeah, content until the podcast. But Keep an eye out. I'll prob- I might be able to get a video yes. up, maybe. So... Yes, website gameenginestart.com is our main website. We are on they YouTube. Have to do this every time. Yes, they got the podcast from the website. Yeah, no, but uh. there's also a YouTube channel, which is YouTube YouTube.com slash gameenginestart. There's a Facebook page, Facebook.com slash gameenginestart. That's about it. That's about it. Email address podcast at gameenginestart.com. Still haven't had anything. I'm going to check if that email address actually exists. Does it not work? I don't know. I'll need to try again. Uh, And that is us, and we will see you in two weeks with the next podcast. Hopefully with some stuff to talk about. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. We'll figure something out. If it's not, I'll just give you the microphone. You can talk about Dota for two hours. I'll do that. I'll play. I'll talk talk about what happened with the International. Well, I mean, yeah. We'll we'll just talk about that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's us. So, uh, we'll see you all in two weeks. Bye. What's that? That was the noise you made. I said bye. But then you went, Arr. I'm just going to throw stuff at you until you this stop. Is, uh, this is why I don't do podcasts with you in the same room because you can throw shit. No! Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.